You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up, everybody? We are here today with, of course, Scotty Real. You hanging, right? Yo, absolutely. And, of course, I shouldn't say of course, Mr. Kyle Cushman, are you on the line? I am here. How you doing, dude? Awesome, awesome. This is going to be a, a great, uh, a great. I don't want to, I hate the word interview, Scotty. I mean, it's like just hanging, this hanging is with a another hangout, grower. Man. This is a grower. If there's ever been the right uh, time for a grower sit-in or the right title, man, this is the, the grower sit-in. This, with a this it's, a grower's, it, it's a grower's talk. That's what we're doing. We're just All having right. a talk. Like we're sit, sitting together in the living room. We're passing around a J and we're, we're shooting the shit. I'm, I'm smoking some of Kyle's shit. That's all I know. <laughs> he, he can roll this one, then, if we all hang in. Nice, man. Yeah, we, we ran into Kyle last week at the uh, Canagro Expo. And, man, we were just there checking out. all. It was a pretty interesting show, man. Definitely we're seeing legitimate business you know, hit the cannabis uh, uh, growers, I should say, commercial growers, man. And it's, pre- it's pretty interesting to see all that. Did you see the cannabis vending machine there? That was sweet. Yeah, it- it's amazing, you know. We're we're finally uh, approaching legitimacy. Yeah, ain't that the truth? And I tell you what, man, there's a lot of options and a lot of great quality science out there. As as we're able to really declare the crops we're growing, and uh, and and define some real corporate goals or or you know just just legitimate goals that we can quantify, man. So yeah, some real products are getting out there, and it's really cool, man. And uh, that that's why we ran into Kyle with your Vega Matrix, no? Yes, Vega Matrix. Uh, yeah, man, you're going for it. it. You it, got your whole full definitely line. a labor of love. I I I never could have dreamed that I would have uh, that I'd be selling a nutrient line, you know. And uh, and here we are. I feel like I've got the uh, the best bottled nutrient on the market by far. Hell yeah, man. Well, I mean, your style is completely different than most people's. You know, <clears throat> I was actually uh, trying to catch up on the work that you've done. And I asked a buddy that, you know, he's a huge fan of, of your, uh, of your past work, I should say. And he says his, uh, his style is awesome and abusive. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, tell me. And he was telling me about your, I, I don't know, I'll put air quotes around your super cropping techniques from, from you still do it like that, man, where you whip the plant around and all that. Yeah, you know, I believe you got to smack your bitch up once in a while. Man, I don't know how that sounded. That was really awful. I am not a sexist at all. Uh, no, we're talking but, about our plants here, man. I call them my bitches exactly. all the time, man, and I feel like it disrespects exactly. sometimes, but it's all good. You know, and, uh, you know, kind of this, let's not we forget, is a weed, is classified as a weed. And we know that weeds grow very, very prolifically. I mean, if you don't pull them out by the root, a lot of weeds will just grow, grow right back again. Right on. So, 
You know, I do, I do a fair amount uh, of manipulation and breaking and bending and making the plants bend to my will. Yeah, I'm all for it, man. When you got people saying, oh, my plant's getting too high or it's too much. I mean, take control, man. Like Play-Doh, like you can make that thing most of the time with not all structures, but you can really manipulate a plant and where you want it to grow and how you want it to grow and get those strong knuckles from bending and breaking. And that's definitely my style as well. So, hey, Kyle. Uh, and have- yield. And yield is very much in the grower's hands, you know. A lot of people... Um, don't realize that with manipulation and pruning techniques, you can make just about any plant yield a a lot better. Yeah, heck yeah, especially if you don't just grow one central, you know, central cola and you let it branch out and, and, you know, get a lot of light to the other colas. Yeah, you're so right, man. Think bonsai, you know? Think bonsai is what I always say. I mean, (laughs) go, go, go get a book on bonsai. And, and basically bonsai your plants out and spend, because the extra week or two that you spend in veg translates into ounces of wheat. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so you true. It's the difference between four ounces and a pound sometimes, you know what I mean? The difference between four, a four-ounce plant and a one-pound plant can be two weeks of veg. Damn, yeah. And some people rush that veg <laughs> for sure. But um, Scott, you got, I'm on the tip of my tongue here. I wanted to get into, uh, before I forget a question, when we were talking, like I said, we ran into it at the Canna Grow Expo, and my main issue um, in my head only, you know, my, my ignorance that I was having with, with Beganics, because I got interested uh, back in the day in some of the, um, I think it was called Bio, the BioCanna line, as well as General Organics came out with what could be a veganic line, depending on if, how much you trust what's in there. And, but you got to get rid of your shit. And I know you preach it, you know, don't put your poop in your pot, but my concern is yield. Like, I feel like I'm getting my hits in, in flowering with the bat. And you're like, no, you're going to, you're going to increase yield with the veganics line. So how do you, how are you achieving that when so many people swear by, you know, just get using that. I call my, my bat guano, my bloom booster, you know? So that's what sure. I'm curious about. Hey, does everybody, do we tell everybody what Veganics is first and foremost? Yeah, though? that's a good point. Good point. Just in case. I think give, give us the definition of it. Veganics is the cultivation of plants without the use of animal byproducts or man-made synthetics. So basically everything we use is organic and, and you just have to leave out all the poop and all the, the, all the um, slaughterhouse products. And the reasoning behind that is basically you know, as the earth gets, continues to get dirtier, our earth is not getting cleaner, cleaner. Our earth is unfortunately getting dirtier. And although I've been an organic farmer for over 25 years, you know, um, the stuff coming out of the back ends of these animals isn't as clean as it used to be. It's loaded with antibiotics and hormones and pesticides and, uh, and heavy metals. And if you construct all of the cells of your produce with these products, then you are inevitably going to ingest these uh, residues, pesticides, and heavy metals. Right. Wow. So that's that's the whole real goal behind um, veganics. Is I believe veganics to be the evolution of organic horticulture. And let me make no mistake, I did not invent veganics. I did not discover veganics. Um, veganics is as old as the wind, just like the word organic is. And um, it just happened to fall into my lap, and it all started with the Cannabio line, as you mentioned. Right. Um, but the Cannabio line was 100% plant-derived, and that was its downfall. 
it made it weak. And I had to heavily augment it with, with many products in order to get the not only the yield, but also really the potency that I wanted. So um, to answer your question, uh, how does the plant actually yield more and, and have a higher potency lacking the, the traditional amendments? And my answer is this. Um, a lot of people believe that there's two growth phases. There's vegetative growth and flowering growth. But there's actually uh, early vegetative, mid-vegetative, late vegetative, and early flowering, mid-flowering, and late flowering. And all of these separate stages of growth depend on different levels of hormones in the plant in order to tell it what to do. Am I supposed to be making shoots and leaves? Am I supposed to be making cannabinoids? Uh, what cannabinoids am I making first? So what Veganics does is, because it's supreme health, it allows the plants to transition through each stage of growth more fully and more easily. And that's why veganic plants stay green mostly till the end until you cut out the food. It all has to do with health. It's like an athlete. You know, you or I, as much as we may want to, we couldn't go and run a triathlon right now because we just don't have the conditioning or the nutrition within ourselves to do that. So what happens is we'll start running the race and we'll get part part of the way through. Well, that's what happens with the plants. They start running the race you get to a second or a third or a fourth week of flowering and the nutrition is not quite perfect. Something's a little high, something's a little low and you get a little necrosis. You start making adjustments for it, whether it's through pH or through feeding. And a lot of people have trouble keeping their plants green all the way through flowering. And this is very important because, you know, we don't want our plants green at the end because that's not what they look like out in nature. When right. plants, when fall comes, the fall colors come. But up until that point, the plants are green and photosynthesizing. So if your plants are turning yellow in the fifth week or the sixth week, you're not getting the full expression of the genetic potential because green leaves are the only way to photosynthesize. And the only way to bring the plant through all of its stages of growth so that you can get to the ripening stage is to have it be healthy. So if the plant's not 100% healthy by the time you hit the 6th or the 7th or the 8th week, well, it's not quite there. And, um, and, and that's why veganics works. So yeah, I've seen it, and I struggle with that in a, the Island Sweet Skunk strain I grow. And no matter what I have done when I'm getting you know, towards the end of week 6 and then 7, it comes on more, and I grow it for you know sometimes nine weeks, and I, it just doesn't matter what I do, and I get frustrated at myself. I'm like, I know everything's healthy here. My soil's alive. Everything should be good, and even trying to correct it with like a kelp foyer feed, I can't get it to. So you know, in your sense, it's, it's just worn out, man. It doesn't have enough left to get it to come back to be completely healthy. Right. Well, what I probably, a uh, plant like that probably needs, um, like my strawberry cough, I don't cut down the grow until I'm somewhere in the fourth week of flowering. So basically, whatever the level of grow that I've been feeding to get it to that point in vegetative, the highest level that it likes, uh-huh. I will feed that right through mid-flowering in some of these uh, damn week four. That's halfway through. Strains. Yeah, wow. and that's and, and that will keep them green. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. And, don't, yeah. Go ahead. And and uh, and. With the veganic nutrients, 
you really don't have to worry about any residues that you're trying to rinse out because um, veganic nutrients are nearly 100% bioavailable, which means that everything you put in is actually getting used, is, is available for consumption by the plant. You're not waiting for any breakdown by either enzymes to rechelate something or for microbes to digest something or right. for decomposition to happen. Basically, you put it in and the plants have got themselves a protein smoothie ready to go and they just suck it all up. Interesting. Now, hey, like, So what's the NPK on your grow? I know you're really into low NPKs, right? It is. It's five, two, three on the grow and the bloom is uh, two, five, four. Nice. And just uh, tell me your philosophy, man. Drop some science for us, brother, man, on, on nice low NPKs, well, man. I like, I like it. Well, you know, um, man, I've grown with just about every methodology under the sun right. in my 25-plus years, from aeroponic to deep well to um, um, all kinds of different hydroponic methods. And about 10 or 11 years ago, when I moved to California, I went back to buckets of soil, soilless medium. And back to where I started, which was uh, making my own teas, you know, from excrement, from guanos and such and things like that, and leaching out the nutrient. And, um, and that's pretty much where I stayed until I found uh, Veganics. And um, it started with the can of BioLine, and, uh, and it took me about three and a half years of R&D of playing with uh, uh, tweaking different formulations with an organic chemist. And we found that, you know, just like a forest grows, a forest basically grows primarily through decomposition. And plants are cannibals. So let's go with that and keep out all of the, uh, the harmful uh, ingredients that could possibly contain pathogens. I mean, we have food scares just about every year now, whether it's on our spinach or whether it's in our chicken and they recall all this food. Right. I mean, how long is it going to be before they have to recall some organic fertilizer because the slaughterhouse products that they used were shown to contain some kind of dangerous prions or, oh, or molecules, or, you know? So, um, I believe, honestly, in my heart, that within a few short years, you'll have the opportunity to buy veganic produce in the supermarkets. It just seems to make sense. It makes yeah, sense hear, to me, man. Yeah, laying it down like that, like you said, once there's an issue um, on, on a you know, mass scale, that people are going to be like, okay, we can grow it like this, and it'll be just as good. I like it. In well, your this, system. You know, this is the thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to, pardon the pun, poo-poo on organics. Organics <laughs> is great. You know, I've been organic farm for 25 years. And outdoors, um, you probably can't outdo it. But when you take a plant indoors and you put it into a confined space, either a bucket or a bed, where the roots are now confined, and you know that there's root degradation happening, and you know that, um, well, once the plant removes the nutrition from organic amendments, such as excrement, um, there's a residue left. And basically that residue is garbage. And so now your plants are sitting in the garbage and that affects the pH levels in your, in, in your media, in your buckets. And you try, you have to try to make adjustments for all of this. But with veganic nutrition, once the plants remove the nutrition from the actual product, the only residue is complex carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates in turn feed your beneficial organisms. 
and that leaves you with a near-neutral soil with the lowest level of residual salts and heavy metals possible with, with any grow methodology. Nice. Now, so you've got five bottles to your your system here, and then a foliar spray. So it's not like a whole ton of. I mean, do you is your your hard and quick foliar application is that a necessary bot like part of your system? Because it's safe for me to say, well, I, I know I at least need these five bottles to put in my nutrient solution, but fuller application optional or uh, completely optional. And um, I'd like to talk about my hard and quick foliar magic because I'm really proud of it. It contains the only EPA approved PGR for your listeners. PGR means plant growth regulator. Right on. Um, I'm not going to mention any product names, but up until now, all PGRs, <clears throat> excuse me, are petrochemically derived, which basically means they're carcinogenic. My PGR, which is only registered under the EPA because my uh, organic chemist did the efficacy tests himself and registered it, proved proved its uh, its efficacy. Yeah, and that ain't no um, easy task, substance. man. It's a, it, no, it's not. It, it's a substance called kinetin, and kinetin is derived from uh, two types of kelp. Yep. And so basically, um, azadactrin is to neem, like azadactrin is refined neem oil, as kinetin is to kelp. Kinetin is basically super refined kelp. So what we've done is we've refined it down, down to its basic elements, all the cytokine and oxen gibberellins that are present in the seaweed. We've refined that down into a clear odorless liquid, a non-nutritive liquid, that basically ju just gives you the benefits of hardening your cell walls, uh, much like a silica product, and shortening the internodal spacing so you get more flowering sites. So harder stems, quicker flowering, um, it's just a game changer, and it's completely all natural. Wow. Yeah. How but, often? Um, you can spray it up to two times a week at 10 mils a gallon. <clears throat> it's actually very cost-effective. And um, I've had people, outdoor growers, who call me uh, a month after starting to use it last season, and they're like, Kyle, I'm really worried. I've been using your product, and my plants aren't growing. They're staying. I don't want them to stay so short. And I said, well, this was really meant for an indoor plant, which is only going to be growing for three months or less. Your plants are going to be growing for six months, so I suggest you cut down on the use. And they were very happy. They ended up with, instead of eight-foot-tall plants, they ended up with six-foot-tall plants with extremely dense colas. Hell yeah. I'd like to hear that. I've got a visual on that one. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. I mean, so basically, <clears throat> basically, Vegan Matrix is a three-part. It's a grow, a bloom, and a boost. And the boost <laughs> is is, is nutritional-wise, it's just the cow mag. And, uh, and then you've got your AMPIT, which is your micronutrient supplement. Uh, you're going to need minerals. And, uh, and then Primezyme, which is the enzymatic complex, uh, so similar to, to many of the other enzymatic uh, products that are on the market. And uh, we know that that helps keep the roots clean and fully respirating so that uh, the plants can, can keep breathing fully in and out. Um, and uh, keep their factory working at uh, full capacity. Hell yeah, man! You know the only thing I don't I don't see is is the microbe package. I know me and you were talking a little bit earlier. Me, me being a microbe dude myself, man. But uh, you kind of yeah. I know when I was talking to you at the, at the show, you kind of open to just about any. You can use pretty much any microbes you like here. Or, or tell tell us your position on microbes, man. Well, for sure, um, a living root soil food web. Uh, a thriving, beneficial microbe colony is key to the success of any organic 
or vegan or organic garden. And that's how we get away with uh, extremely low NPK values because we make little tiny microscopic microbes do, do the majority of the work for us. They actually um, facilitate the transfer of the nutrients into the mycelia um, in many cases so that the plants don't have to work as hard, uh, along with cleaning the roots and, uh, you know, rechelating unusable nutrients. It's just, I could go on and on. We could go on. We could talk for an hour about uh, all the benefits <laughs> of microbes. Oh, I have, man. And, it's, uh, it's all, it's all Right. So, so, so that's the key is, is a living root soil food web. Nice. And, um, so inoc- uh, regular inoculation with uh, a microbial product is definitely key to getting the most out of your uh, veganic garden. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited to see how our products work together, man. You got to send me up a line, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to run it. And uh, I, I, have, I suspect that it's going to work real good with that recharge, man. Absolutely. And likewise, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on some of that. We, uh, right now, uh, the, I don't have a vegan matrix microbial. We just recommend on the food chart that you choose a, uh, a commercially available microbial inoculant and that you use it weekly. Right I'm, uh, I'm hoping to come up with a microbial product that is formulated to be used uh, with every watering, just like the rest of uh, my Vegan Matrix products. That's one of, the, one of the really nice things that I did was by simplifying uh, the use of the product is Make, formulating it so that you feed with every watering, so that takes the guesswork out. All you have to know is, do I need to water? And if you need to water, you just look at the feed chart, match it up, put it in, no pHing necessary, and water it in. It's about as easy as it can get. Yeah, I like that. And I mean, how can your plants look bad when you're doing that? Say that again? I said, how can your plants look bad? When, when, you're, when you're following that regimen, your plants are going to be blowing up. They're going to be the, 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 the most beautiful color green you've ever seen, man. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, we've been in R&D now for almost around four years, and I've got some people that feed twice the amount that I put on the chart regularly and no burning. The plants just eat it up. Um, one of the big things for me before we're actually releasing the product was uh, really testing out the feeding chart that I had and making sure that it wasn't having people just stuff nutrients into the soil because I knew that it wouldn't hurt. I wanted to make sure that uh, I knew exactly, uh, roughly, what they needed so that I could put a range on the chart and not have people overusing the nutrient and uh, and also having so that people could have faith in the nutrients so that they weren't trying to experiment and go with half-strength feedings, which is what the traditional, when you start a new nutrient, everybody, you know, you give it half-strength. If you feed half-strength vegan matrix, your plants will go yellow because I've worked it out so that, um, you know, the 10 mils of grow that I tell you to give it, they need that 10 mils of grow. Yeah. Well, you... other, other nutrient systems ask you to use 30 mils. Well, how many how many strains? I mean, you've recently, you know, you placed. I see you got on the and the cup with Vega Matrix feeding things that you placed in the cannabis cup multiple times, I believe, as well as isn't the whole the whole buds and roses dispensary or collective uh, in Cali? Is that solely what they're using? Yeah, every single uh, we've won uh, twenty two or twenty three total awards in the last right. coming up on three years. Yeah, and damn, where's includes, the sound bite on that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that includes back to back. 
That includes back-to-back cups in Seattle. We won both U.S. Cups two years in a row, and uh, two years ago we took the Denver Cup with my strawberry cough. Just recently took it up in Seattle, house with the uh, Star Killer, grown by Braveheart. And the year before that, it was uh, Girl Scout cookies. So we've got three U.S. Cups. Yeah, I mean that alone, as far as like you said, I, that's that's the R and D. When I'm like, it's it's proven there, guys. Come on, I mean, uh, <laughs> not to mention all the benefits that we have just talked about in this, you know, sitting around talking grow. So definitely uh, gets me stoked to, yeah, I want to. I, I, it's the first time in a while I've been really excited to want to try something. Yeah, what me about, too. What about outdoors, Kyle? We got outdoor growing season coming up here in Colorado. What, um, would you have, you know, with how aggressive the plants get, are you comfortable with running your line outdoors? Oh, absolutely. Um, we have run acres of, uh, ornamentals, cacti, vegetables, and okay. our favorite herb. And, uh, it just works fantastic. Um, we got a farmer in Michigan who was growing vegetables so large, uh, bro- heads of broccoli the size of colanders and, uh, he grew a bok choy that was nearly three feet tall. And um, he actually, uh, about a month into his first cultivation season last year, calls me up and he says, hey, Kyle, he says, you know, I've been, I've been a farmer for 20 years. And, you know, we have certain vegetables that we know through experience that if they grow too large, they usually don't taste very good. And he was referring to uh, gourds mostly, uh, zucchinis and squash right. and things like that. And so he had started feeding and he was getting growth in the first month that he had never seen before. So he said, you know, I'm cutting off the feeding because if these get too big, it's going to be full of pith and they're not going to be very tasty. And so he grew these vegetables, uh, uh, let's just say 20% larger than he ever had before. And when he harvested them, he was expecting them to be not very good. But the opposite was true. He actually took them to the organic food market and he gained himself a reputation as the, quote, veganic farmer. And now in his town, people in the diner come up to him and talk to him. And, uh, you know, so it it, it really, you can grow pretty much any plant under the planet with a certain proportion of grow, bloom, and boost of vegan matrix. And I'm really, really proud of that. Heck yeah, man. Makes sense. I have to throw some down on the bamboo farm, man. We're growing us some ghost peppers down there this year. Mm Mm-hmm. It just, it just seems to provide a really uh, conducive diet for uh, for plants. They just, uh, you know, it's, excuse me, it's kind of like they're uh, they're getting fed what they were born to feed, which is decomposed plant matter. Yep, yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, were you coming out to Denver? Are you going to hang at the cup out here at all? Of course I am. I'm not sure what day I'm coming out yet, but I will be there. You guys nice. competing? Entry, entries in hand. All right, all right. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Let's, what's the best way for people to go about? I mean, I I, I can say I know um, you're not really selling online. You're getting this into hydro stores around the nation. Just tell people to go over. You tell them, Kyle. Go over to kylecushman.com, I assume, and see what they can do. Yeah, go to, go to veganmatrix.net if you want to find a store locator to see if there's a store near you. And if that doesn't work out for you, please go to your local hydro store and tell them that you want it. Um, we have national distribution and we're working on a big plan to get it out to more store stores, hopefully a few hundred by the end of the year. And, um, a great resource is kylecushman.com, which I've been running for several years. There's a free growers forum there 
And uh, please sign up for that. And uh, you can start your own threads, post your own pictures, and you'll get help and advice from really good veganic growers from around the world. Um, and, and other than that, I'd say, you know, you can always uh, contact the company itself. Vegan Matrix is run by myself and my fiance, Susie Ambrose. She happens to be my CEO. All right. And uh, we'll do everything we can to get you out some, some nutrients, you know, just contact us. Yeah, right on. Yeah, and if you go to your hydro store and they're confused or not sure what to do, just tell them the distributor currently is Biofloral, I believe. They're a great distributor. Yeah. Tell your tell your hydro store if they don't have them, they should get they should have them. They're a great wholesaler to work with. Uh, back when I was in retail, I dealt with them in really good company, really friendly, and carry a lot of stuff that other wholesalers don't. So, um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to get my hands on some. So I'll I'll be giving you a call and talking to your CEO, see what we can work out. Yeah. Great. <laughs> cool, Kyle. Well, Great, thanks for man. out, man. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Yeah. Next time the doobie's on you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, man. We're having our own little get-together over. We're calling it the DGC Cup, where our crew's just getting together and uh, showing off the best of what they've done. So you should stop by the booth, man, and uh, and, and be our celebrity guest judge, man. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right, sounds good, man. So we'll see you there, man. I guess that's an unofficial announcement, man. Celebrity guest judge Kyle Cushman will be judging your weed, man. Get us out. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Nothing like, nothing, there's not too many things I love better than being able to uh, tell people either their weed is fantastic or it's bunk. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. Love it. Cool, man. We'll see you out there, man. Right on, Kyle. Hey, thanks. You guys take care. Yeah, right. thanks for you the time. Thanks for on the talking, show. Scotty. And, dude, and you guys enjoy that wonderful atmosphere of legality out in Colorado. Oh, we, oh, we sure are. Will, we man. are. We sure will. All right. Remember, All right, you guys are setting the example for the nation, man. We're doing yeah, a pretty good job. Of, you know that, you know that the, the, the nation's – you know, it's, it's been a good – it's been a successful couple of years out here. And, I mean, the model's been set, man. Now everybody's just got to adapt it to their, their locality. Hey, you know what? I really don't believe it's going to be very long before uh, cannabis is a normal part of American culture, just like Budweiser and and baseball and apple pie. It is in yes, my family. Sir. I love it. That's right. All right. All right. Leave it at that, guys. Uh, Kyle, we'll catch you later. Thanks again. I certainly appreciate it. You know, um, uh, it's uh, you know we're still in this atmosphere where the majority of cannabis being grown is being grown to support people's livelihoods. And when you're talking about people's livelihoods, um, they don't very readily switch or change things. So it's really important. The more, uh, the more time I get to educate people, um, so that they can, you know, take a chance and, you know, maybe try it out on a few plants because once they do, uh, everybody is realizing that uh, it's a really good way, uh, a really good way to nutrify and uh, and to feed your plants. It's funny. I, I see that same thing. We just had a, a ten lighter a, a contributor, a buddy of ours, Doctor J, uh, used an LED for the first time, something called a Spectrum King LED, and it's like some mm-hmm. four hundred watt LED, and he had decent yields with it, and he had nice quality with it, and he was like, "Hey, take a look. I substituted three lights with these Spectrum Kings, and this is what I got." And he gave a real nice yield report, and he documented the whole thing week by week, and it really helped, you know, convince people that this might be right for somebody. Yeah, we're getting there on the LEDs for sure. I actually just uh, finished up my first experiment. I gave some lights to a friend. Um, 
he used mush lighting and uh, he did really well with it as well. So I think that we're approaching uh, viabil- definite viability with these LED lights, whereas in the first few years they were very sketchy and uh, people weren't uh, extremely um, educated about how to blend the lights and such. But I think we're getting, we're definitely getting closer. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and cool, plasma man. too. I mean, I'm hearing things about that as well. I mean, the big thing now is the DE, the double-ended. Yeah, but they're so freaking hot, man. Yeah, they're too hot. Too much power. We got to go away from that. <laughs> Right. That's what I say. I hear or, you. Or just hey, take man. it outside the whole time, right? Denver <laughs> gardening starting to bring me down. I think about how much power we use in Denver. It's crazy. So to replicate it is the crazy, sun. but 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 we do. But I think that that both industries will exist side by side, and and I think I think I've heard a quote that two to three percent of all the electricity in California goes to indoor growing. Jesus. So it, it that, that's a lot of electricity. Um, yeah, it is. But you know, if it was all clean energy, it wouldn't matter. So, um, you know, I think that we're getting closer to uh, to clean energy sources as well. And uh, so, I think the two industries are definitely going to have to exist side by side. And uh, let me take and, a note, and, Kyle know, Cushman, eternal optimist. All right. You know what? I'm an optimistic <laughs> realist. <laughs> That's what I consider myself, an optimistic realist. Sure. Because sure. at heart, like I'm you. really a pragmatist. You know, I, I'm a very practical guy. And uh, um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, if I'm going to assume something, I'm going to assume the positive. I'm not going to assume the negative. Right on. Hey, before you got to run, one more question before I forget, Kyle. I was thinking about entering um, some island sweet skunk of my own home grow into the cannabis cup here. Just out as, a, you know, I'm not associated with any grows other than you know i thought it'd be a good promo if i did you know were to ever place for for my show for our show or for just saying hey you know do you think it's worth uh i mean if you believe in what you got of course on the if you're not associated with a commercial dispensary or whatever to pay the fees and try and enter something in do you have an opinion on that it's fucking outstanding well, my opinion uh, my opinion my, my opinion is that um the 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 the, the, the american cannabis cups put on by high times are a hundred percent legit. And, uh, there is no benefit whatsoever for anybody involved in those cups to, to do anything other than to try to hold a legitimate competition. Okay. Because it's, 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 I hate to use this analogy, but it's like CNN, you know, CNN, maybe they don't print the whole truth, but what they're showing you is actually what's happening because if it's not, then somebody else is going to come along, take their reputation and become CNN and CNN is going to go away. So they have to do their job. So that's kind of how I feel about these cannabis cups. Now, when they were in Amsterdam and they were run by one person and run by a secret society, the Black Temple Dragons and all this stuff, <laughs> there was a whole lot of, it was all about the money. Whoever yeah. put the most money in, you know, but, but it's different now. They, they make all their money off of the booths and off of the sponsors and off of the food vendors. And now the only thing for them to do is to hold a competition. So making sure that it's fair and that it's blind and it's judged by, by relative professionals, that's what they do. So, you know, it's to be taken with a grain of salt, right? It's subjective. Yeah. But um, there is no doubt that if you do manage to win yourself uh, some kind of uh, a place and some kind of medal, that people do respect it. It means that you are among, you know, the, the, the top of your peers. You know, it doesn't mean you're the best. 
I don't think, you know, just because you win, it doesn't mean you grew the best weed in the world. It just meant on that day, you know, you know, the Tigers can beat the Yankees on any given day, right? Absolutely. It doesn't happen all the time, but, but it's a sport and it can happen. And, and that's the way it is. So, you know, for me, it's fun. And, uh, I, I try to stay above the whole fray about the real seriousness of it. I think it's just, uh, it's a good chance for our community to get together uh, like-minded thinking, you know, where you have tens of thousands of pe- people all in the same venue, all of like-minded thinking, no troubles happening. There's no, ri- there's no fires getting started and nobody's, there's no crime <laughs> happening. It's just a really a great <laughs> representation no of our, com- yeah, of our community. Being yeah, together. totally. And like exalting that. some of, of everything that we respect, whether it's dabbing, whether it's new tools, whether it's new growing equipment, whether it's the cannabis, it's all, it's just our, our, our whole um, culture coming of age, man. And I think it's great to be part of it. Yeah, that's what we kind of, we could, couldn't just sit by and watch it all happen. I was sitting in Florida growing bamboo five years ago, you know, among other things, but just wanted to freaking be out in the open with, with it. You know, so I, I got yeah, my ass that, out here. I, I couldn't just sit there and watch it happen in front of me without being a part of it. <laughs> Well, that's why I moved from New York to California, because after being a clandestine grower for around 15 years, you know, I just said I had to do something good for myself. And I, you know, I left my job at high times and moved out to California where I could grow legally. And that's what I began doing. And all my friends around me were always like, you know, why are you only growing one bedroom? Well, because it's legal, (laughs) you know? Right. And I slept really good at night and I made my bills and I had a good life and, and I didn't have to worry about when the police knocked on my door and came and arrested me. I ended up pleading to probation because there was nothing, you know, I just wanted my shit back that they took. So I, right. such a good feeling. I, I, <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be a good feeling when the police knock on your door and you say, just go away, man. You ain't got shit. <laughs> you can't come in. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Well, it's funny because when they came to my door, I was living up in Willits up in Mendo and me and my friends were sitting there trimming and I look out the door and I see a, a, a line of cars and I said, literally, in the mid-sentence, I said, oh, somebody's getting, oh, it's me. <laughs> I saw them stop and pull into my, and I literally, I walked up to the front door with this look in my face like, really? And the guy's got a gun in my face and I didn't, my friends were telling me, you had a gun pointed at your forehead and you looked at the guy and said, really again, I was like, <laughs> what the hell else are you really? going to say at that point, man? It's you know, he's like, get on the floor. I'm like, okay, fine. You know? They like, love that easy pickings, man. They love it. Oh man. So well, fucking easy. That's the easiest day of work they got, man. Well, it's all moving forward. And, uh, pretty soon, you know, look, things can either get better or they can get worse. And, uh, some things are getting better and some things are getting worse. And one <laughs> thing that's getting better is that, um, cannabis use is being acknowledged as a normal part of life. And where do we go from there? Well, we end the drug war and we stop putting creative people in jail for simply wanting to, uh, achieve an altered state of consciousness, which is the same reason why people use alcohol. It's not medicinal. They want to feel different. And so once we start acknowledging all these things, that there's really not much different than somebody who 
wants to paint a really great picture or write a screenplay and they want to do some ecstasy or some acid to help them. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it, it, it's been happening throughout history. We just haven't acknowledged it. Right on. Well said, yeah. my man. Our word. Cool, man. We're almost awesome. there. Awesome, Kyle. Uh, hey, we'll, go ahead, Scotty. I was just going to say, it's, it's people that are taking this like legitimately that are going to put us there, man. It's our generation. Like I said, in my family, there's really no difference between weed and beer, you know, and by the next, you know, by the next generation, you know, I don't know. It'll probably be the exact same. I, hey, I look, always... you know, if, if, if Will and Grace was the television show that made people feel like they could live down the street from a gay couple. Right. And they, they could go to school with their, They could send their kids to school with their kids and not freak out. And now legalization of cannabis, if you, you can have a guy living down the street and they send their kids to school with uh, uh, kids from a parent that they know uses cannabis and they can tolerate that. You know, this is all about tolerance. How much more can we tolerate so that this is about bringing about world peace, man. That's what this is about. Yeah, I agree. This is serious shit. More weed, less assholes. For every ton of cannabis consumed by the human race, we edge closer to world peace. That should be a bumper, bumper sticker and a t-shirt. I like <laughs> I it. I love it, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. It's totally true. <laughs> I believe it to the bottom of my heart. Oh, you just you said it earlier. You see it in concerts. You see it in mass events when the cannabis cup, when nobody's there drinking or, you know, it, it's really – the more cannabis involved in large-scale events, we see it at Red Rocks out here, one of the greatest venues there is in the, in the nation to watch a show, and everybody's token down, and it's everybody's usually there's nil problems. Right, and uh, tens of thousands of these uh, kind and conscientious people are being put in jail every year, and once it stops, how can the world not change for the better? Yeah, totally. Couldn't agree with you more. The world changes for the better so anytime. That's why. One That's why person. I've been willing to put my face out there ever since I started working for High Times. Because if you're hiding behind something, then that means that you're ashamed. And I was never ashamed. So I'll hide my garden, but I'm not going to hide my face. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, Hell yeah, so I'm just really glad to be here, man. I'm really glad to be able to speak out. And, uh, you know, anytime you guys want to have another chat, just give me a call. Shit, yeah, man, you're loaded with good stuff, man. Uh, I'm passionate. I, I, I believe strongly, and, uh, you know, I'm a glorified high school pot dealer, man. And if I had never found high times, I never would have found a voice. And now that I got one, I uh, sure shit ain't going to waste it. Yeah, that's that's a real that's real well put. Hell yeah. yeah. It really does represent the way I feel, having this voice of, of, of the Dude Grow Show. It's a joy. Yep. And a responsibility, too. That's why it pissed me off. I saw some Leafly thing a couple weeks ago, and it was like a grunged-out, fucking styled-out chick, you know, with, like, all professional camera work, talking about a strain she had never never smoked. I don't even know she did smoke. And it just seemed so fake, and, and it seemed opportunistic to me, as, to, as opposed to saying, hey, man, we got a responsibility to teach people, or, you know, we have an opportunity to teach people. Uh, how to grow this stuff? It was, hey man, we've got an open market here. Let's go grab it. It really made me want to fucking puke, man. <laughs> you know what, man? We're we're we're, we're really lucky because we're we're relatively young, and uh, this change is going to happen relatively quickly, and we're going to get to sit back and appreciate it. Let's just say, you know, 
couldn't agree talk with about more. it appreciate it and, and and remember when you know driving down the road just because you knew you had a couple of grams of weed in a bag in your car that if the lights came on because you forgot to put your signal on and signal a lane change that your whole life could fucking change. Yeah. We remember those feelings. Yeah. But they're almost gone. They're almost antiquated. They don't make, they they don't mean anything anymore. And Hey man, that's because of people like us. Love Love it, man. Keep on being you brother. Hell yeah. We'll definitely get Uh, a hold of you. I can do. (laughs) (laughs) You guys stay great. Thanks man. Talk to you soon. Later. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. -bye. Dudegrows.com. Yeah, man. All right. Peace out. Rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah.
Let's go.